Dad Drinking is sponsored by SideProjectJerky.com. Order now at SideProjectJerky.com. The perfect snack for the holidays. Episode 7 of Dad Drinking. I'm Jim Cosgrove, your co-host, along with my longtime co-host... Marcos Espinoza. We've been dads since 09. <laughs> Long fucking time. That's why we have the uh, the explicit tag, by the way, on Apple Podcasts. Just for that. One F-word. I, I, don't, I don't say any other F-words. No, just one. Always at the top. Very <laughs> easy for the censors to catch. But that brings me to a good point. You can catch us on uh, our handles on social media, at Dad Drinking on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also subscribe to us either via our website at daddrinking.com, or you can look for us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. One of the best things about daddrinking.com, though, is Marcos has a fantastic gallery of photographs that he takes of us making the drinks, and he also, from time to time, will put the recipes up. I try. I try. Thank you. So the last time we saw each other was October 31st, Halloween. And um, maybe not the last time we saw each other, but last time we recorded. Yeah. And we've since seen each other socially, but never in the studio. Right. It's 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 been tough getting back in the studio, eh, yeah. Jim? I mean, I like to be behind the mic. You like to be behind the mic. <laughs> I love it. It's like my favorite thing. It's, so it's like good. goes it goes stage, mic, like a thousand other things, and then desk. <laughs> but I guess the stage is the mic, but. Anyways, go yeah. on. Yeah, you were born with a mic in your hand. <laughs> um, so I guess my question, and I think what everyone's thinking is, what has Marcos been up to? Well, I've been up to a few things. Um, a lot of family stuff, yeah. obviously. A um, little bit of recovery after our Halloween episode. I think. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think everyone needed a little break from us after that one. <laughs> I think we got a little over our skis there. Yeah. <laughs> Bowsey did me in. Yeah. <laughs> But it was fun. It was fun. Um, so, well, it's a couple of holidays in between, or just the one holiday, the, the main holiday, if, unless you count Black Friday. Thanksgiving. <laughs> what, did, what did you guys do on Thanksgiving? So we hosted here. All right. For the first time in the suburbs. Okay. We had about 13 people. Not How many bad. of those children, people? Five. Okay. No, six. Did you guys do the kids' table? We did. We yeah. did the kids' table. We had the grown-up table. We're in between dining tables right now. We've been kind of shuffling furniture around. So we had to get a little creative with the grown-up table. Mm-hmm. But we made it work. We made it work. We had some, some benches and some extra tables where we put the food. It was awesome. But I, I love – I'm a huge Thanksgiving fan because I love to cook. Right. I love to drink. Yes. And since I didn't have to drive, it was phenomenal. It's and it was great to be in my own kitchen. I, I agree. I also like to do all the things you just said. And I also hosted. Oh, you did? Year. Yes. And how many people did you host? We had 12. Okay. We had 12. All six right. six and one. six. You Beat did. you by one. Six and six. Although we had six actual seats and two full tables. Oh, wow. So we didn't have to pull out the card table. When I was a kid, we used to have um, the kids' table, but it used to, we used to be crammed around my aunt's kitchen uh, table which had benches. Okay. And we used to always have to wait to get the stuffing, which drove me nuts. Oh, that's terrible. Because the adults and my older cousin would sit out at the adults' table, eat all the stuffing. This year we didn't have that problem because I hosted a Cuban-inspired uh, Thanksgiving for my in-laws. That's exciting. So, so, so your in-laws are Cuban. 
half Cuban, half Dominican. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So. So we had a we straight had, Caribbean. Son. We did. We had a we had a, a, a Caribbean bird. Okay. Um, it was mojo flavored. Ooh. No tell, stuffing. Tell tell me about mojo. Uh, so mojo well, basically. Tell the uninitiated it's, about it's mojo. It's like Latin. It's Latin. Cooking basic. 101. It's Latin basic. Yeah. <laughs> we have, you have basically it's like sour orange juice okay. mixed with garlic and cumin and onion. And um, we basically let the bird brine overnight. I love all those flavors. Yeah. With And then you quarter a couple oranges, a yellow onion, and a lime um, and stick it inside the cavity instead okay. of stuffing. Right. Okay. So it really makes it very moist, almost to the point where when I cut it, I was worried that it wasn't totally cooked because it was much more juicy than your typical. Yeah. Bird where the where the moisture gets sucked into the stuffing. So I haven't stuffed a bird in no? ten plus years. Oh man. Yeah, I don't I don't do it anymore. Um, because of Alton Brown, and the I... and the infamous Good Eats Thanksgiving episode, which is when everybody in the United States of America learned how to brine a turkey. Yeah. And I think at that point too, a lot of people eschewed oh. stuffing the bird. Really? Yeah. Well, so in my family, it's a long tradition of stuffing the bird and then fighting over the stuffing. Oh, my gosh. Dirty so, looks galore. Yeah. So, so growing up, my mom would... It sounds so tough when I say st- dirty looks galore. St- <laughs> stuff, stuff the bird. And my favorite thing to do, because my mom being my mom, like she would literally just take the whole turkey and just put it in the fridge. So you clear everything out. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't even cover it up. So we would eat it like noon for some reason. That's awesome. <laughs> and so by like three o'clock, like after the pumpkin pie had settled and all the rest, turkey would be in the fridge and I would just go and I just reach my hand into the bird and just get handfuls of stuffing and just stand outside of the fridge. It's kind of disgusting when, <laughs> when I verbalize it, but it's, it's one of those very fond Thanksgiving yeah. memories. I never did a turkey fistful of, uh, stuffing. No. However, um, I'd like to. I, I'm hopeful that we can, as my family has its own traditions, that we can do this kind of like traditional Thanksgiving one year and Latin-inspired Thanksgiving the next, because we swap families every other year. Well, I love it. I mean, do you? So now, so you have the Latin bird. Do you have Latin sides we as did. well? Yes. Instead Platanos? of no, we did not have that. Maduros? <laughs> no. Tostones? No, I wish actually. That or might, is it tostones? Uh, it's tostones. Okay. We we would uh, look. I might not do those tostones. next year. <laughs> I wish we had a live stream of your face right now as you said that. It's really good. Totone. Yeah. We, Go on. We had yuca. We had a, a like a mashed yuca. yuca with garlic, a lot of butter. I lo- um, so essentially a starch. Yeah. So instead of Latin instead of mashed potatoes, we had yuca. The, the yuca. Fried yuca is my favorite. Yeah. So I, I actually didn't have a hand masher and we couldn't find one in the uh, any store leading up to Thanksgiving. So I used an immersion blender and it whipped, it turned into like a glue. It wasn't oh, yeah. really that good. Um, you got to watch the I tried starch. to thin it. I tried to thin it, but didn't work. Anyway, then uh, we had rice and beans. Okay. And we did the real beans where you soak them overnight and, uh, okay. and add the fresh ingredients. Then we had uh, I'm, Brussels I'm sprouts. I'm totally dish. team fresh beans. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, I don't mind the canned beans. In do a you have a pressure cooker? We do not. Or an instant pot? No, I want uh, one, though. Christmas is coming yeah, up. If, any, if anyone related to me is listening to this episode, number one, I'm sorry. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two, I'd like an instant pot. That would be a really great gift. Lo siento. <laughs> um, it's the instant pot's great. So, yeah, not to go off on a tangent here, but fresh beans in the instant pot is amazing. So what did you have? What were your pairings with your, uh, your meal? <clears throat> uh, 
sides or no or, no i'm saying drinks oh I'm, drinks I'm switching back drinks, to the drinks so i uh we, we did wine you know and, and uh what what uh, varietal Ah, uh, shit. I think I think we had like a Malbec or something. So okay, I think we started. Strong. I think the gals were doing uh, Pinot Grigio, and mm-hmm. then I think they kind of transitioned into wine. But I yeah. I could be totally wrong here. Okay. Um, You're not a big wine guy. No, no. I'm. I, well, I don't have a comprehension for wine like I have for beer. Um, I could tell you exactly what I drank on the beer side, mm-hmm. which was um, a saison. That I made, wow! As part of that dad brewing thing, oh with yeah, the, with the uh, old old dad bros, yeah. And then um, I had a couple of mad elves. Okay, that's always good to get you in the right mindset for it the holidays. Really, just kind <laughs> of yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just got to make sure it makes you happy and not fighty. Yeah, which it. I, it, it happened once with the fighty, but you know it was. I actually had a friend, incident. a friend named Zabel, really cool dude. Yeah. Who uh, actually got cut off on Mad Elves because he had two at a bar within an hour, and the bartender decided that was too many and made him sit in a Mad Elf penalty box for thirty <laughs> minutes. How ridiculous is that? Ridiculous. He obviously didn't know Zabel because he could have seventeen multiple, Mad Elves and be multiple fine. Multiple Mad yeah. Elves, yeah. And then I had a um, a Bourbon County Stout. Not to be confused with Canadian breakfast stout, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, bourbon barrel aged stout, I think it clocks in at like 14%. Wow. Did you drink it out of a out of a, a wine glass? Like they uh, I did, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think I drank it out of a stemless wine glass. Nice. Not That's a tube. classy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's they say serve it in a snifter. I don't have any snifters. I hope that, that Santa brings you... Um, snifters. Some nice barware. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if any of you are following our Instagram, you'll see... The uh, barware, the glassware that we were resorted to tonight, uh, is not. Jim's a little judgy. Ah, uh, judgy. I just. Um, I think you're being judgy. I think that you, even you admitted this glassware didn't necessarily work with the uh, the strong no, flavors. No, um, I but, said a mean thing about hipsters too. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I like ironic things too, a lot. So, so the last time I saw you, though, before yes. before. Uh, this goes way into like a Thanksgiving special, which we didn't intend this to be. Was at the uh, Sixers Jazz game. It's jazz. Right. Go Jazz. Utah My jazz. jazz. Your jazz. jazz. Your Jazz got beat pretty Smoked. soundly. Yeah, yeah, they got shit on. However, I think the highlight of the night was after the game. Yeah. When we went to the nearby Xfinity Live. Certainly not you dancing up in the skybox <laughs> to the ten nine eight seven Sixers song. <laughs> I was happy. You looked great. Yeah. You looked great. Thanks, man. Um, after finishing a couple of categories. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So what happened after after the game? We went to Xfinity Live and we're trying to find a spot. It was packed. That for surprising for a Monday night, it was really packed. That place must just print money. Has to. It's it's one of these. Um, for those of you that aren't from Philly, it's one of these like sports complex specific bars where there's nothing else around for miles and miles. And so most people like us, we were waiting for our ride share. Like I think we were taking for the that lift surge that night. pricing. You know yeah, what? I we bet. To I bet the clean success, out the surge price. Sorry, but I bet the success of um, Lyft and Uber. Or this, I'm sorry, the success of Xfinity Live is directly related to surge pricing. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Because no one, I, I don't even think the, the subway's open. I guess it's open, but not, you wouldn't go there yeah. at that time of night. So you're waiting for a cab or you're waiting for Uber, but the surge pricing makes you stick around and have a drink. We're trying to have a drink, and there was nothing open except we wanted to get some beers or something. But then yeah. we saw a cocktail bar in the middle of the, um, in the middle of the concourse, and we decided, 
why not? There's an open spot. Pull up there. Let's do it. Yeah. As you pull up. Yeah. And, and and as we as we pull up, we realize this is a perfect chance to try test Marcos's statement that he will always, without hesitation and with impunity, order a man's treat. Um, which so if you delicious. don't if you didn't listen to the last episode so or you didn't make it through the forty five minutes of uh, unintelligible trek uh, until we talked about that. The the man's treat is what is it again? It's Stoli vanilla and Coca Cola. <laughs> and so Marcos ordered successfully a man's treat. Two man's treats. Two man's treats. I tasted it. It, it tasted like Stoli vanilla and Coca Cola. It, it it didn't it taste like a treat. It was good. And you're a man. Yeah. It's a man's treat. There you go. It was good. <laughs> so we pulled that off, which was nice. It worked well. Um, but we thought. We've been trying and trying to get back in the studio, but then Marcos had an intervening trip out to Utah. Yeah, speaking of the jazz. Mm-hmm. so Going home again. Yeah. So my question to you as a, as a Utahn, Utahn, as yes. they call you guys, which I never knew, U-T-A-H-N-S, Utahns, yeah. you Utahn Johns, <laughs> what, uh, what is the deal with fry sauce? Ah, uh, fry sauce. So... I- I didn't know what this thing was until I was reading an article the other day, and they mentioned it's like the food it's a contribution. wonderful, wonderful condiment yeah. that was allegedly invented in Salt Lake. Okay. And it's essentially just ketchup and mayo. I mean, that's all it is, but they call it fry sauce. And What's the ratio? Good. Well, so <clears throat> there's actually a couple of different places that serve it, and some are ketchup heavy, some are mayo heavy, mm-hmm. and it's... You make it at home, it's actually it's kind of gross because the mayo kind of chunks up and you really got to work with it. Mm-hmm. But my favorite fry sauce is from Crown Burger, okay. which is a local chain. And their claim to fame, in addition to fry sauce, is the pastrami burger, which is the most wonderful, wonderful sandwich. Is it just topped with pastrami or is it yeah. like diced up so into a, the meat? No, no, it's it's topped. Wow. So it's a, a charbroiled burger. So it's got like that, you know, burnt sort crust. of like crusty, mm-hmm. like smashed patty done well with American cheese, shredded lettuce, like shredded really thin. Like tomato. a taco, like a taco lettuce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tomato, fry sauce, and then a big hunk. Like it has to be like a quarter pound of like thick cut pastrami that they throw on a flat top. Okay. And they smash that all together on like a really soft bun. Like a flat top like Iceman's in Top Gun or like a flat top <laughs> like a griddle. <laughs> yes, they put it on some dude. <laughs> and the dude, the dude's flat top is, is so menacingly hot <laughs> that it cooks the burger and the pastrami and, and all of the things. No, it's it's uh, a griddle. griddle. Sorry, excuse yeah. me, a griddle. But there's – so there's Crown Burger. There's Apollo Burger. There's Astro Burger. There's all these local. So do you have to eat fry sauce on a burger, or can, do you put it? Oh on no 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 no! Can you yeah, put it on like a chicken a sandwich? No, no, you can put it on whatever you want. I mean, it's basically a ketchup aioli, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we call it. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's um, it, they serve it on the side. You get little portion cups um, of this fry sauce, and it's wondrous. I mean. I, I love it. And that, that's the mayo-heavy one. There's another place called Arctic Circle that's more like fast food. Okay. Crown Burger is a little more elegant. Okay. It's, it's weird. Like it's, fast casual? 
instead of well <clears throat> it's not exactly fast casual i guess it predates fast casual oh. but it's the same it's concept. the og fast casual yeah it's the it's the we're not quite mcdonald's but you still have to go up to the counter and order i see they've got nice upholstery and okay elaborate lighting and things like that <laughs> and we like like weird ordering systems like they, they give you a number and um they call your dad uh, anywho so <clears throat> so then there's arctic circle which is more fast food and their fry sauce is ketchup heavy like very not not my favorite i'm more not sweet into, more sweet but uh when i was out there i, I unfortunately missed crown burger they're closed sundays like chick-fil-a uh, I was also up in the canyons on a ski trip with no snow. Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, yeah, well, the, the, what really sucks about it is I was driving down the canyon on Sunday night, and they got a foot of snow that night. So I was flying home on Monday, which kind of sucked balls. But we had some incredible, incredible beers because I was there for a 40th birthday party with a bar owner nice. and some of his co-owners. His brother, who's a brewer. Do they like the podcast? Uh, you know, I don't know if the, there's only one of them. Maybe, no, two of them. You mean all of them listen to it, but only one or two are huge fans. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> um, not, some of them aren't dads yet, so. Ah, uh, but they, yeah, it doesn't hit close to home then. Yeah, so, but we had some phenomenal, phenomenal beers. Um, Canadian Breakfast Out, speaking of. Nice. Um. There's a local place in Nebraska, because a lot of these dudes came out from Nebraska. They grew up in Utah, moved to Nebraska, opened a bunch of bars. One guy has a salon. Like, they're just, like, killing it in the middle of no the way. United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not United States. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> Omaha. I mean, you know. That's Brightest. not bad, I guess. Saddle Creek Records is there. All right. Which is cool, right? Bringing Brad it back. Connor right? Obers. Yeah. Connor <laughs> Obers. Anywho, so the, the best thing I drank was... We didn't. Did you ask me what the best? Thing no, I but I think that's a good segue because I was about, about to it. ask you. Yes. That. Yeah. So the best thing I drank in this whole month was a beer from Boiler Brewing called Simcoe That, and it's as they say, a juice bomb. We've already talked about juice bombs, but it was another one. I mean, this it's crazy. Like the the, the Simcoe hop is known for its juiciness, right? Well, yeah, and and all of these like everywhere at the New England style IPA. They're, they're sucking out all of the bitterness. Like, there, there's no trace of bitterness in any of these ideas. See, I like a little pine at the end. I, right? I do, too. I mean, I, I love citrusy, citrusy IPAs. Uh, but it's, it's it's borderline ridiculous now. I mean, these things taste like like orange juice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's literally like I'm eating an orange peel. Yeah. So, anywho. My, so, mine, I also took a little road trip in between down to D.C., for work, but I got to take advantage of it and see my brother and my, I have a new nephew. Oh, congratulations. Um, my, thank you. My sister-in-law and, um, my brother got us seats at Rose's luxury, which mm. is really wow. nice restaurant. And that is where I had the best thing that I drank the past month, which surprising for me, um, was a white wine. Okay. Um, and I don't usually like wine all that much, but I had an amazing dinner and we had it was a very minerally um, Italian white. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so no sweetness at all, very dry, minerally, um, and it paired with our entree, which was a whole uh, dorado fish, dorado fish. Okay. Uh, with a 
uh, burr, um, uh, however you say the French version of brown butter sauce. Okay. Light brown a butter noisette. sauce. Yes, exactly. Yeah. A noisette. Um, and, and it came with a, um, a, a ta- their take on Rubichon, Robuchon potatoes Ooh. with the crispy shallots on top. It was, it was amazing. It was, but it was a great meal, good company. Well, I guess a great meal, better company, and uh, a really interesting wine that paired well with it. I don't drink wine typically, but this one, it tasted like we were, uh, we caught the fish, grilled it on the beach, and then made wine out of like the salt water. <laughs> and, that's and that's wonderful. That. It was really good. <laughs> but, amazing. but so like I feel like this holiday, Thanksgiving in particular, to me, I love because it's all about home and family. Yeah. We had we both had subsequent add-on family trips, and I think that that inspired our choice tonight for the drink that we're drinking for this episode seven because it's getting a little colder. It's cooling down, man. It's and to me, I like to drink warming beers and warming scotches and things like that right, in the winter right. time just big stuff like yeah st- like stuff that really kind of warms you from the inside out correct and so it's also the start of cold and flu season we thought it would be good to take a little dip into yet another late 18th century drink um which people use to cure the common cold um the hot toddy yeah so we made a little hot toddy tonight but we made it a little bit differently we took made it with a twist yeah with so different glassware than you're normally used to using <laughs> um which i referenced earlier and um stupid ball jars i mean so so we think that uh why don't you tell us a little bit about how we made it i can do that but before we do that okay tell me what the what's in a traditional hot toddy traditional hot toddy well it depends there's so, so a hot toddy originated from fermented palm tree sap from india okay but we didn't find any of that yeah, that's kind of that's not in the Pennsylvania state. I like store. to kind of keep it local. Too, yeah, so, and yeah. so that's that. The British took that and ran with it, like much like they do. They, the British don't really have any of their own traditions other than monarchy, <laughs> and and they and they uh, they took that and brought it back to their island, and they um they made it their own. But the Scots also uh, put a twist on it, and so did the uh, co- uh, colonists in the United, now the United States. But what it's made of typically is honey. A teaspoon of honey, um, a boiling water, yes, right, or tea. You can substitute in if you'd like. Okay. Um, whiskey, and a sometimes lemon juice, sometimes some type of acidic yeah, twist. Yeah, so kind of a sweet and an, and an acid. So, right. Um, so it's it's great. It, it it actually it's we we make them not quite often because we're you know not sick all the time anymore now that our kids are a little older. Mm-hmm. Um. But this one that we made tonight is actually great. It's, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. So, so we took um, <clears throat> a well, local spirit. partially well, partially due to circumstances yes. and partially due to inventory, we had to make our own twist. But that's that's what you can get here at Dad. Right. Drink. You, you you raid turning you raid garbage into gold. <laughs> you, you raid the pantry for whatever you have. So what we had, and I just came into this. This is a wonderful, wonderful spirit from Manitoni Stillworks. This is the second time we're using Manitoni. They made a whiskey with uh, local honey, and it's absolutely wonderful on its own. It actually mellows out the whiskey very well. It almost like it artificially ages the whiskey, but it's got a great sweetness, a um, little bit of woodiness to it. And then we took a Dorpare tea, 
which is a uh, small batch tea company from, I think they're from Washington, D.C. actually met one of the owners at a jerky event uh, a couple months back. Great guy. They've got a great product, but we have uh, ginger raspberry tea from them. We've got the Manitani small batch honey whiskey. And then the boiling water, obviously. We make the tea with the boiling water. How did you make the tea? What was your... Uh... Oh, we used a French press. There you go. Yeah. Who made the French press? Bodum. Nice. <laughs> Team Bodum. I mean, who else makes a French press? I don't know. Well, there's the Aero press, but... Anywho. Uh, and then we garnished with a slice of clementine. <laughs> right. And we poured all of this. So we took two parts, um, two parts whiskey to... Uh, six parts tea, so yeah. really so I guess one tea. to three. Cup but of tea. Cup of tea. Eight, two so, shots. So of... really six ounces of tea yeah. and two shots of the whiskey, mm-hmm. garnished. We poured it into first. We poured it into the mason jars that we're drinking out of that you'll see <laughs> on the website, and then we added the tea uh, and the garnish. Um, yeah. The the interesting thing about drinking out of the mason jar is the nose that the lip is closed and has a little bubble yeah, at so the top burns and so the ginger in the tea in particular really uh opened up our sinuses so if we had been sick this would have been a great cure oh my god i would wake up tomorrow feeling incredible yeah yes incredible if you stop now but i think we're gonna have more than yeah. just this one um so what were your what was your take on this other than the the very powerful nose in the mason in the mason jar which would probably be um mitigated if we put it in a classic you know coffee like yeah uh, irish coffee glass with the open mouth yeah i'm not a fan of those glasses i'm not either reason. i wouldn't yeah. buy them yeah. again if someone's listening and you need a, a christmas gift idea yeah yeah that's not a bad thing it's not a terrible thing snifters I mean, and um, snifters and irish coffee glasses yeah with the little aluminum handles clear and all the rest um i i think this is wonderful because the tea it adds a real soothing element to it so, you know, the traditional hot toddy, you have the, the whiskey and the, the honey, and it's, it's very warming. Um, but it doesn't mellow me out as much as, as this does with, with that little bit of ginger tea. And I like the spiciness from the ginger. I don't really get much of the raspberry as advertised in the tea. Yeah, I don't taste any of it at all. Um, but I, I feel like anything that, that would, pay, like, you know, pair up with the ginger in the tea i think would would be lost especially it's i mean this isn't a fresh bag of tea it's a couple months old so perhaps (laughs) yeah come on get fresher your artisanal tea needs to be uh refreshed once every three weeks at least but but i love it i mean it's 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 such a great drink for a rainy night i feel like what when i had my first sip after i got over the uh the nose I thought um, it's really – I've noticed that a lot of people have been getting into the holidays earlier this year. A lot of Christmas decorations are up around the neighborhood. Did you get your tree up yet? I, I actually – we bought our tree over the weekend, and we have it hanging out right now because we have a live tree. Okay, yeah. Or a fresh cut real, tree. A real, real tree. Is that what we call it? A real, real tree? I, I say It's real not a live. Tree. It's a real tree. Um, it's a Fraser fir. Um, we went Douglas. You went Douglas? Oh, yeah. I thought you guys, you guys do a real tree too? So this year we did because we have more space. Nice. And again, the kids aren't going to yank it down because they're going to crawl on it and then you know get impaled with a tree branch. So I find the hardest thing about putting the tree up, and you got to let it hang out. Obviously, suck in the water, have the branches hang down, because otherwise you run the risk of heavy ornaments falling off, 
you know, right. it, it, it shaking out. So we always wait a day or two before we put the lights on and then we decorate. Yeah, smart. The kids, though, are by the time the tree goes in the house, they're, so they're amped and they want to decorate that tree. And they ask you, they ask me every 30 minutes. We broke down. You guys we, just did we, it. We did it. Yeah, yeah. We, we just we just were like, okay. I, I was like, no, we gotta let it hang out. We gotta let the, the, the branches settle. And they were like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And we had all the, the decorations up because we had started decorating other shit, and it was just, all right, let's just let's just fucking do it. But yeah. it's great because now the tree's up, and it's like one thing. I still have to get the lights up, but. So I might. Uh, so my wife, when I told her we we're doing hot toddies tonight, she said she was very interested in learning about hot toddies. Um, I'm not going to go into a full history of it here tonight. Maybe a little brief one. Yeah. Um, but because there's some funny or interesting, I find funny. Maybe other people will not, but they are at least <laughs> at the very least interesting. We always overpromise and underdeliver. No, no. Tell, tell, tell us. Do... Well, let me finish the okay, thing. Okay. Sorry, so, sorry, so, sorry. So, so the lady uh, says um, the she goat. wants to try it. Yeah, the goat. She she wants to try a hot toddy. So I think maybe while we are decorating the tree with the kids, we'll have some carols make on, some, some music, make some toddies, and um, let them take the lead and do the bulk of the work. You know, I think we have a thermos. If you want to, we can send you home with a toddy. <laughs> so I think I could probably make one if you're house. interested. But. Uh, oh, you mean for tonight? Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. That might be good. Let's, let's see how it ends up. Yeah, think about it. Um, but it, maybe a little bit of history. You ready for that? I would love bit. some. So as I alluded to earlier, if there's no history. Yeah, there's a there was a. It's an Indian. So this is from the country of India in the late 18th century. There's some dispute online about how old it is, but let's just say it's over. It's older than the, probably older than the United States. Okay. Um, definitely. Definitely predates the War of 1812. Okay. Okay? So we're talking pretty significantly old for people from the United States. Yeah, that's like 200-plus years old. And it was made initially, the, the British uh, colonizers in India um, ran across what was a cold drink made from fermented palm tree sap okay. uh, that the Indians would drink. Um, by uh, It was called Tari. And okay. so the Brits, of course, they refused to pronounce anything correctly. I probably didn't pronounce that correctly in whatever <laughs> dialect – um, that is, but the Brits never say anything correctly. They say it the way they want to say it, and so they turned it into toddy or tati. Um, oh, okay. And so they, and it was cold, and they would drink it cold, and they drank it because the Indians it. would roll their R's a little bit, yeah. right? Toddy. So, I think so. Oh, there you go. I think that's probably what it that's is. That's like ramen in lo mein. No, I didn't know that. What's that? Tell me that story. Well, you finish. Okay. Or no, I mean I could tell you. I mean, so I, I like to hear it. You've teased well, so, me. so You've teased the, me the Chinese this. had lo mein. Yeah. And I think, so ramen is like, because the, you know, with the pronunciation yeah. of the L's and the R's. Right. It somehow evolved into ramen. Really? Yeah. Never knew that. Oh, really? I, that's surprising. That's amazing. I don't that's know surprising. a lot about Asia. I, yeah, but I feel like you're a, at least a ramen aficionado. Now. I used to, I mean, ramen all I knew the only ramen I knew was the stuff you made in the microwave in college. Right, yeah. And I, I hated it. I thought it was like... It's so salty. It was cliche. It was gross. I used to eat it like dry, though, which was pretty cool with a little bit of packet yeah. of salt. Crush it up and yeah. crunch it. Yeah, that was I wouldn't mind it good. as a chip. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the Brits take it back to their home country and decide it's too cold in Britain to drink it it's cold all, all the time. Yeah, so they decide to switch it up and they, they start making it with whiskey. Um, and using and mixing it with tea okay right the people f from britain 
including the Scots, then started making their own twist to it, like the That's Scots. Scottish. The Scottish. Put a twist on it. Scottish will drink it with scotch, right? It's great. And I love scotch. <laughs> a wee dram of a scotch. A wee dram of scotch. And they will put it, they'll put the scotch in there, and they would drink it for the health benefits, for the like common cold, for the damp. Yeah dampness and stuff and they just always like to drink the, the american colonists <laughs> they used being being sick <laughs> the re- as an excuse to get wasted <laughs> the, re- the revolutionaries here in america apparently used to drink it out of punch bowls in taverns okay. um and the the uh, the i guess urban legend is that the or the wives tale um, is that the soldiers the con- of the in the continent, the, the revolutionaries, okay. would drink cup after cup of toddies to warm themselves up and to get up the nerve to go fight, to go fight. The, the most majestic and powerful army in the world. So listen, listen up, guys. You want a revelation? Or, oh, I was about to say something funny, quoting Hamilton, the hip-hop musical. <laughs> but, uh, oh, you... Instead of a revolution, you're getting a revelation tonight about ah. the revolutionary soldiers. That just doesn't work at all. <laughs> you know what? Forget it. That's, <laughs> that's, like, that's that the worst was, thing I've you ever just cut said. That. Yeah, I, I, it's not getting cut. It's it's going in. This is a this is, we're we're one take. Yeah, that's true. That that for better or for worse, yeah. as we found out last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this this drink has a long history, but. To me, it's always been very interesting because it had the best name. I thought this was the the best name for toddy. a cocktail. Hot toddy. Yeah. In fact, so much so that I kind of secretly wished my name was Todd and <laughs> would, that my nickname was Hot Toddy. You would be such a Todd, too. Really? Oh, my gosh. You'd be such a Todd. <laughs> Todd Cosgrove? <laughs> You, you would have the tiniest little driving loafers, like the and like the thinnest sweaters. Yeah, I would probably drive a Prius. You no, dude. You you would drive a BMW. Oh really? Oh my gosh, Todd. Todd sounds well off. Dude, Todd still pops his collar. Really? Not ironically. Ah. Yeah. Well, he has to keep the sun off of his pasty skin. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't want to be called a redneck. So, what kind of dad? Um, I mean, obviously, a dad named Todd yeah. would definitely drink this drink. Because, I mean, you've got to – again, Todd Cosgrove would drink a hot toddy. Exclusively All toddies. the time. Year-round Todd's. Uh, he would Year make an toddies. iced toddy. He ice. would make an iced toddy <laughs> without a doubt. That could be a thing. I would like that. That could be a thing. Made with this Dor, Dor Pare ginger raspberry tea. You could do a, a they're sun not, tea. They're not a sponsor, but they're, it's really good tea. You should try it. You can put a sun tea together yes with a little lemon that would be good too yes yeah yeah but what do you do about the honey because then the honey won't dissolve you don't uh, yeah that's right because you got to have the hot yeah honey hmm that's why you use manitani simple syrup or you use the manitani or use the manitani honey which is phenomenal yeah really great it's great on its own so uh one of the other before we get into the the dads like todd cosgrove that would drink the hot toddy actually in the in the colonies (laughs) (laughs) in in the colonies calling you todd uh it's like i don't know no offense to the todds out there but the only reason i would want to be named todd is so that i could be called hot toddy the uh the 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 american version the early american version of this was made with brandy or rum uh and actually southern plantation owners would drink it with with rum and local cane sugar um, but but in addition to Todd Cosgrove, what kind of dad do you think 
uh, drinks hot toddies, Marcos? Well, it's cold out. Yeah. Right? And it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely, absolutely contend that the type of dad that drinks the toddy is the same type of dad that may or may not have just paid extra for both Hallmark channels on PS View. <laughs> so he's a cord-cutting holiday addict. Yes, he, he basically exists for the Hallmark channel from December 1 to December 31. Do you know anyone like this? Uh, I might know somebody. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not Todd Cosgrave. No, no, no. It's Marcos Espinosa. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. It's, it, I, I just, I love, I love the Hallmark Channel. Um, but, but not, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's a dad who just loves the holidays, who gets into it. Yeah. Who puts just, up the tree before December hits. Right. Although I don't have my lights up. Okay. Uh, but do you do the lights outside? Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, dad, have... the dad who drinks hot toddies definitely puts the lights up. While drinking a hot toddy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he basically has a hot toddy in his hand from December 1 to December 31. Well, I think he probably mixes in a little eggnog yeah. here and there. We'll get there. We're going to get there. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Holidays, <laughs> we will find the time. <laughs> yes. It won't be a month from now. Yes. We promise. We it's going to be pre Christmas. Um, so that we can spend time with our families, but also you can take part in a very special Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Dad Drinking <laughs> Podcast, Episode 8. That yeah. sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, why don't we wrap up this Episode 7. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have any fast casual questions. Um, or we could also play, um, uh, uh, we can't play Name the Hallmark Movie, but... Can, can you Could I ask you a question about the Hallmark oh, movie, actually? Yes. Have you seen the one with Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig? No. There's one that they did. Oh, I've heard of this one. Maybe yes. it's a Lifetime it, movie. It was it's a Hallmark, Lifetime movie, a lifetime. and it was a serious movie. It was so, about like, an, like a messed up adoption or something. Yeah, yeah, I did. yeah, I've not seen it. No, no, no. But I've seen basically most of the Candace Cameron Bure nice. movies. Now Jodie Sweetin's in on the action. Of course. Uh, and then there's dumbass Lacey Chabert. From Party of Five. Really? She, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Like the most annoying. Although we watched one last night that was really good about a gingerbread house, and then she like like runs into her high school sweetheart, but she's about to marry like the rich guy who owns Todd like, the Cosgrove. Development <laughs> yeah, Todd Cosgrove doesn't propose, and then he like realizes, oh, I'm such a dummy. Yeah. And she's like, but I won the gingerbread contest, and it's like a whole thing. So who supported her when she was creating her gingerbread creation? Who was do you it think the old boyfriend who, the, who was course, always there yeah. for her? Well, he's like like the the restaurateur okay. that like moved back because his dad's health was failing, and he wound up taking over the restaurant while dumbass Lacey Chabert was like, "Oh, I'm I have to go do culinary school, and I'm a professional baker, and all this whole thing," which is great. Follow your dreams, but she was just like, "It's always been the wrong place at the wrong time." I think we should create a Hallmark movie about the holidays um, called Hot Daddy, and it's about <laughs> it's, it's about a, a widower. It's a very sad story. It's a widower, <laughs> okay, okay, who runs a Christmas tree farm, and all he wants is to find. Um, a mother for his ch- his eight children. Oh, there's that that exists. 
Oh, it does. Yes, but this, but this but is, he woos so... he woos his future wife with a delicious rendition of a hot toddy that hot he created toddy. himself, and yeah. he calls it the hot the daddy. The hot daddy. Yeah, could work. He's also good looking. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. the that's the double Slash on tragic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, good looking and tragic. Well, that's that's basically every the formula every male. I dude. cracked the code. You've cracked the code. Actually, I with, without having seen any of these. I don't know if you do. You watch Hallmark? No. Channel? You should start because it's great. It is <laughs> okay. phenomenal. Without knowing the formula, can you, real quick before we wrap up here, can you name the four characteristics of a Hallmark movie? Uh, you like, got one. What's you got that? one hot, like hot tragic dad, or or just tragic like like a missed opportunity. Yes. Yep. That's one. Um. Uh, how about uh, miscommunication? Nope. No. Um, why don't you give me a, a hint? Okay. Um, typically small town. Oh, oh obviously. Sorry. Yeah. I, this Christmas. I mean, come on. Don't ta- think. Don't don't overthink it. Don't uh, overthink. It. Hot Daddy's Christmas Tree Farm is in a very small town. Right. In small the town of America. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the other stupid thing about the the. Does it involve someone driving a truck? Uh, sometimes, sometimes they, 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 I, there's a journey, right? So, right. so they'll have to get like, yes. I'm gonna be late for Christmas, right? And then there's always like, or sometimes, often, uh, there's often somebody who's named Chris, of course, or or Nicholas uh-huh. that turns out to be the real Santa or Klaus. Boss. Yeah. <laughs> what about like? I the thought sh- you were gonna say the, the fourth. Schadenfreude like <laughs> Hallmark <laughs> Klaus. <laughs> the fourth, he would just wears like dickies and blazers. Um, the, the, uh, the, the fourth component I thought you were going to say was Pratt Falls. Yeah. No. No. Um, no, but there is hijinks. There's typically hijinks. Right. Like, but it's like single parent. Yes. Right. Always. Like, clearly. Yeah. And then, you know. That's a go-to tragedy move. Yeah. And, but, uh, you know, always the true meaning of Christmas always comes out in the end and whoever's supposed to fall in love falls in love and it is so wonderful in addition to making hot toddies this holiday season i strongly urge all of you to just watch the hallmark channel nonstop. and and i urge all of you to go to daddrinking.com check out the recipe for the hot daddy or <laughs> what do we call it the hot toddy well it's, it was the hip hip toddy or the hot daddy yeah what you're 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 our version <laughs> our version marcos and jim's version of the hot toddy Check out the pictures of us making it in our terrible glassware. Yes. And subscribe to the podcast, either yeah. there or on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Dad Drinking or on Twitter also at Dad Drinking. That's right. You can check me out at Fidel Gastro or you can check out Jim at J.F. Cosgrove, but I will not. You got to uh, ask. I, I won't. And I will say no. You got to ask. But I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much to Side Project Jerky. Order your holiday gifts right now at sideprojectjerky.com. And we'll see you next time for a very special Nogtastic holiday episode. Right. We're going to be having some Nog. Later. Thanks, guys. Peace. (laughs)